The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic, Dynamic pet, pet Duo. And you are listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate pet talk radio. You know, last week I talked to you all about what I was going to do about Ty's peeing problem. Well, I have to admit, it's really not a problem anymore because on Easter Sunday, Ty passed on to Rainbow Bridge. That's for me, that's three pets in three and a half months. And then to top it off, my really good friend Tanya called me. Uh, later on the day on Easter, and she had just come home from church, and uh, she found her cat dead too. And you know, sometimes I talk about the ties that that kind of bind us. And you know, both pets, believe it or not, were fourteen years of age. Cecil was fourteen too, and died within a few hours of ties. So um, this show, the show right here today, is dedicated to my beloved Ty and Tanya's beloved. A cat, Cecil. Appropriate happened on Easter. Yeah. And uh, well, I'm Jewish and you guys are Christian, but um, all I'm going to say is may they find peace over Rainbow Bridge, where I always say treats fall from the sky and pets can sleep and play and do whatever they want to do until their owners meet up with them again. Absolutely. So with tears in my eyes, I'm going to say let's kick off the show uh, with the weekly countdown. So in segment number four, we're talking about springing into seasonal action with our pet. Three in seg three, Oklahoma State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, Dr. Madan Subramanian is here with us. He is the assistant professor in the Department of Physiological Sciences. Dr. Subramanian will discuss how obesity affects the brain and why it is this is so important to understand, especially if we have an older pet. I'm going to give you kudos because you got his name really well. Thank it's you. It's a tough name. OK. And two, in this portion of the show, I talk about the celebrity pet buzz. And in Flex Facts, I talk about what to do if your pet dies at home. Yeah. And in segment one, the Biden's dog major has been involved in another biting incident that required <laughs> medical attention for a National Park Service employee. The incident took place on the White House South Lawn last Monday. The employee was working at the time and needed to stop in order to receive uh, medical treatment uh, from the White House uh, medical unit. And if you recall, major's first biting incident was a few weeks ago and involved a Secret Service agent. So joining us today to talk about the incident is dog trainer and author Brian Kilcummins. Brian, we're so glad you're back visiting with us to discuss Major Biden's aggressive behavior. You know, both incidents were explained away as Major is still adopting to his new surroundings. You know, the White House is his new surroundings. Oh, and just so the audience knows, because we always have to do this. And please note, Brian has never met or worked with Major Biden and his parents, Joe Biden or his wife. Joe. True. I haven't. But there are a couple of things that I think need to be taken into account. I think people misunderstand aggression. You know, they judge it by the action and not the thought. And when you listen, the White House is not the easiest place on earth. 
Sure. And when sure. you have a bunch of guys running around in sunglasses with stature and they come around the corner, a German shepherd isn't going to go, oh, I'll see you later. Hi, guys. I'm a golden retriever today. I think he was surprised and he reacted out of fear. He didn't react out of overt aggression. And there's a huge difference. 90% of the aggressive dogs I'm dealing with, are, it's due to fear. But people look at what the dog does versus why he's doing it. So what President Biden said that, you know, the dog is still adjusting. He is. But I do have a problem with a couple of things. One, I don't know where the choke collar came from, but there's better equipment. Two, who's handling the dog? The only people handling Major should be people that have been trained to handle him and have a relationship with him. Well, if you recall, back when Obama was president, the ground head groundskeeper walked Sonny and Bo and actually Sonny even bit a child. Do you remember that? Yes. So Christmas what, time. listen, as far as major has nipped or bitten twice, uh-huh. if the dog uses his mouth, it's a problem. In fact, most people miss this. They don't take growling as a problem. Well, which that was it my is. Next, well, that was my next question. Why is it important to understand a dog's body language, especially if it refers to incidents like the ones we were talking about let me give you a totally inappropriate analogy all right (laughs) as only you could brian (laughs) so i walk up to you right and whether you know me or don't know me it doesn't matter but with intent i cocked my fist back and i said i'm gonna punch you in the face the last thing you say is well he didn't punch me (laughs) the point is It is not the action. It's the thought. And people don't know how to read their dog's body language. They rationalize the behavior and they don't treat it as far as they do a one off instead of going, we have a problem. So what what's a realistic prescription to get this dog to stop biting? One, I I think going to Delaware for two or three weeks isn't going to help. What? No, because the thing is, it's the staff that is handling this dog. And also the president and uh, the uh, his wife handling this dog. He should be next to him. He shouldn't be out in front. Gotcha. So the the so dog, dog should learn who's the safe space on the left hand side mm-hmm. where he's getting rewarded for that. Also, I don't think the dog is paying enough attention to looking for direction. People don't treat training as communication and opportunities to reward. They treat it as something that they have to tell the dog to do and he should do it. That and they separate training. When they're training the dog for 15 minutes, the dog's responding great. After that, they don't use it. It needs to be incorporated. This is a relationship. And if you're going to build a relationship, there should be communication and also setting some boundaries for the dog, such as you walk next to me, you don't walk ahead of me. And a lot of pictures I've seen Either the dog is ahead of them or he's off leash. Right. You are asking for a problem. Right. Because there's no element of control there. Okay. I mean, what's really crazy is so many people know what happens to a dog that bites. Right. And and like if it was in your neighborhood or my neighborhood. So why don't you refresh us as to what could happen? Well, if you want to keep the dog, you get a competent trainer. I don't use that word loosely that understands aggression and is not involved with punishing the dog. Mm-hmm. All right. It's teaching the dog for right. one, For two, they surrender the dog to the shelter. 
and they lie, excuse me, but they do because they don't want to pull the trigger on this. Sure. So they say it's not a problem. Three, as far as the training is going to be the way of rerouting the dog, or they get a lawsuit and I'm an expert witness in court. I hear about that more than enough. Sure. I mean, in that sense, you know, and there's some municipalities have one bite statutes, one bite, your dog is taken away and put down. So, I mean, you know, I think people have to understand the real picture either can be very costly. You could hurt somebody, your dog could hurt somebody, or he could be taken away. Or you're going to have to euthanize them. Or exactly. Or you're going to have to euthanize them. You know, it's interesting because so many people have adopted dogs like major, you know, second Remember Carol Penderman's book, secondhand dogs. Yes. For that book, it's still going strong, I think. Um, it like, should. It was a great book. Yeah. Like major during the pandemic. So why is it more important than ever to learn uh, from the errors of this dog's ways? Oh, the error of this dog's ways and his parents, the Bidens. I think there are a couple of factors here. With adopted dogs, people don't realize that it takes usually about 30 days for the dog to adjust to his new surroundings and people. So the first thing to do when you either get a puppy or you adopt a dog is learn how to teach and communicate. The, the word of many of your books. Yes. So this was a great interview with dog trainer and author, one of my favorite dog authors, Brian Kill Comments. To learn more about his brand, his books, and his top-notch training facility in Connecticut, visit gdbybrian.com. Up next, Celebrity Pet Buzz and Flux Facts. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss any of our show. And later on, learn more about how obesity affects age-related diseases. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Tever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. And the best part is you can get Tever Pet flea and tick topicals delivered right to your door when you shop on TeverPet.com. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy, so I asked our vet who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple, and it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie, who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. 
For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. This show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. You know, I love talking celebrity pet buzz. So let's start out with songstress Pink. On Twitter, Pink announced that she added a new four-legged family member. The 41-year-old singer explained that her family adopted a cutie patootie, a black puppy named Habanero from LaBelle Foundation. The LaBelle Foundation is a Los Angeles foster-based 501c3 animal rescue devoted to saving, rehabilitating, and advocating for dogs. We wish here at the Peppas, we wish the Hart family the best of luck with their new dog. Well, did you know that gold medalist Simon Biles has something in common with Lady Gaga and Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Hmm. The five-time Olympic medalist and 19-time world championship medalist has two French bulldogs. Like Lady Gaga, she has three, and, du- and Dwayne The Rock Johnson has two. Simone's dogs are named Lilo and Rambo. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, now what you guys have been waiting for. Yeah. Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. It's going to take long. You got the time. So what are we going to talk about today, Dr. Flack? It's a very important piece that we need to talk about today. I thought I would talk about what to do if your pet dies at home. This happened to us as well as your best friend this week. So uh, it was really an emotional Easter Sunday for both of us. And But Dr. Fleck, why, why, don't you, why don't you just continue? Well, if your family's beloved pet dies suddenly at home, you know, most of us don't know exactly what to do. And and, and they're, they're not alone. Most of us are uh-huh. that way. The first thing to do is make sure your pet is deceased. Uh-huh. All too often, people think that their pet has died only to discover that they're really still alive. This is because they are breathing very shallow and are lying still. And unfortunately, most of us have seen that with our human counterparts, somebody in the family. Most likely, they are transitioning, and death is certainly coming soon. And you saw that with Ty. I did. Don't be afraid. This is normal. But if your pet is dead, you'll want to place a towel or even plastic under their, their hind end immediately. Typically, after a pet dies, their bowels and their urine will be expressed. This may not happen immediately. It could happen even later. So then what's next? Well, if there's other pets in in the house, and I can assure you that the other pets will be affected with this psychologically Uh as time goes on too, maybe you need to let them get close and smell their friend because don't forget the olfactory system is so important in the pets. Uh By allowing this to happen, they will understand what's happened to their buddy. Otherwise, they will wonder where, where they went. Where did he go? Where'd she go? The scent of the deceased pet is what the living pets need. This can be accomplished by just being in the same room. They don't have to go right up and touch them or smell them close. Just be in the same room. Well, I mean, this happened with us because Hammy and Wally were lying next to Ty as mm-hmm. he was dying and even after. I mm-hmm. mean, they I don't they they were giving him warmth or 
And they knew too, because during the night, each of them took turns sleeping in the same bed. Right. And they and they slept in the same bed with him a lot. So it wasn't uncommon. It was like they were like. Ty was like they were like three musketeers, but like Ty was like the senior, you know, like and they were like the juniors. But you at home with multiple pets recognize that these things are going to happen. And it's the onset of what's ultimately going to happen. Yeah. Okay. And and then what happened? Well, some people, they want to keep their pet at home for a day until they decide what to do. It's understandable. If you want to do this, place your pet's remains in a container, or plastic bag, something to absorb all the other things about that happens post-mortem. Because without being placed in cold storage, the pet's body will continue to decompose. Uh, additionally, it's important to realize that rigor mortis will set in. That's a frightening thing for some people. The average time for rigor is, is set in three to four hours and is typically completed within 12 hours per death. Depending on the position your pet was in when it died, you'll want to tuck their front and back legs tight into their body rather than leaving the pet outstretched. Why? Primarily for transportation and burial reasons. When their limbs are not properly positioned, they are awkward and difficult to transport or place in a burial container. Okay, so uh, I what, guess I could say then what? Then what happens? Well, you know the difficult decisions. You'll you'll need to make a decision to either bury or cremate. Now, okay, Ty was a small dog, and so was Cecil. I mean, he was a fair about 10, 12 pound cat. What if you have a big dog and you can't move him or her? You'll need to call an animal transport service or a pet crematory for transporting the remains of the body. Okay. So a lot of people will want to bury their pet at home or in the garden. So do you have any comments about that? That's a difficult one because there's, there's some ordinances in many cities and many town townships, et cetera, that don't allow burial of pets. So you need to check. So you need to check. We know that some people will bury their pet at home. Absolutely. And if you do bury your pet at home, you need to wrap it up, you know, in a towel or put it in a box or put it in a container. Usually in a plastic bag is a, is appropriate. Yeah. Okay. What if you, what about cremation or cemetery burial? Well, if you want to dispose of your pet's body, call your veterinarian to set an appointment to bring your pet's body in and discuss your options. You can choose to dispose of your pet's body by cremation. With this option, you can choose to have the remains back or not at all. Perhaps you will want a funeral. Uh, discuss this option with your pet cemetery representative. Your veterinary staff should be able to give you the referral. Now, I have a quick question because I know in some people's cases, they don't want their pet's body, but they still have to pay to have it taken away and cremated, correct? So you're correct. always going to be paying for a cremation, whether you want that body back or not. Through a veterinary's office, you definitely will have a cremation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you had. You so lastly, the loss of a pet is, is never, it's never easy. No. It's never easy. I know. It's especially hard to remain calm and think through what to do if it's a sudden onset illness or accident. Finally, keep in mind, it's okay not to know what to do. For most of us, we've never been in this situation before. For most people. Yeah. 
it's unfortunate, you know, it, I mean, one of the things about this show, we just we live what we talk about on the show. And I mean, this is still a very painful subject for me, but I kind of felt like we needed to talk about it because it just didn't happen to us with your professional knowledge. It happened to my friend who never had it happen to her before. And try to think of it this way, too, that especially with the aging pets that pass on us mm -hmm. as part of who we are for for so long, it's a celebration that they don't have to go through yeah. the misery, the pain, the suffering. That's a good way to end it. To it. Uh, anything else, Dr. Flex? That's all the Flex Facts for the week. Yeah, some great Flex Facts. Well, thank you so much for providing us with this type of information. Not much more to say after, uh, after that. It's a hard time for both of us, as you can imagine. So I'm going to tell you to stick around because more of the pet buzz very soon. I bet you can't wait for my I Like Eat of the week. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy, so I asked our vet who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple, and it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie, who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. As you know, the show is hosted by the Dynamic Pet Duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I die for i like it so i saw this video and i thought it was fantastic while reporting on the weather a russian broadcaster was attacked by a four-legged heckler so a good-looking golden retriever ran up to the reporter jumped up on her and literally stole her microphone and he ran off with the mic and believe it or not she left the broadcast and ran after him and she eventually caught him. But what I found the most amusing about the whole thing is within minutes, they were back on the air together. And the funny thing was that she encouraged everyone, all the viewers, to take their dog for a walk because it was such a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful day. But your people would like to see that our listeners. Yeah, I'm going to actually put the clip. Now, it's all in Russian, but you can see the good looking golden retriever running up to her, taking the mic. So really, that was my I like you for the week. OK, our next guest is waiting on the phone. Did you know that a whopping 59% of cats and 54% of dogs in the U.S. are classified as overweight or obese? According to research conducted by the Association for Pet Obesity Prevention. But what are the health implications of overweight or obese pets, especially if you have a dog or cat that is a senior pet? 
Well, joining us today is Dr. Madan Subramanian, who joined Oklahoma State University's College of Veterinary Medicine in 2017. Since then, the assistant professor in the Department of Physiological Sciences has been conducting independent and collaborative studies and research. Hey, Dr. S. Hello and welcome to the Pet Buzz. Thank you. Well, Dr. S., why are so many pets fat? And is this a problem throughout the United States? So, as you know, it's basically an imbalance between energy intake and energy expenditure. The more food you consume and less exercise you have, that leads to obesity. Uh, interestingly, in places with a colder climate, uh, there is increased obesity in the pets. And you could guess why that is the case, because they have very less amount of exercise when compared to other places where, where there is hotter climate. Well, I never even thought about that. Did you? I didn't know that. As a sidebar, is there a comparison with people's uh, percentages of obesity? Yes, that is an interesting comparison. The obesity rate in Colorado is really low for humans, whereas it's higher for pet animals. So I don't know why this is the case, but it's a very interesting thing to observe. Wow, that's really interesting, yeah, Doc. It really, really is. Okay, so go ahead. You had well, a... well, talk to us about your research with the aging and the obese pets. Okay, so uh, basically we are interested in understanding how uh, obesity um, through consuming high-fat diet would affect your brain. Because we know that um, with consuming high-fat diet, it not just affects your peripheral system, it also affects your central nervous system by producing oxidative stress and neuroinflammation. This neuroinflammation that's happening in the brain could in turn lead to increase in nerve activity, causing higher blood pressure. It causes, it puts so much pressure on your blood vessels, it increases the body's blood pressure. And as you know, with increasing blood pressure, it could lead to a lot of heart-related diseases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fascinating. I mean, we're now we're talking, you know, well, we have sleep studies about aging pets and, and their brain functions. And now we have fat studies. <laughs> aging. <laughs> I mean, interestingly, if you if you come from this perspective of uh, obesity, uh, to me, is an accelerated aging phenomenon. If you're obese, then you're putting your body to an accelerated aging. You are getting older at a faster rate. So that's what we are seeing from our studies. So, you know, that's interesting because, you know, we've talked about this. So certain breeds age faster, like some small they dogs. They appear to be. They appear to. Age. So have you gotten into any like breed specifics or small dogs versus big dogs in terms of aging and obesity? Um, so basically, our studies are mostly in rodent animals. Um, so we are trying to understand what's happening at uh, uh, in the brain uh, when they consume high-fat diet. Uh, that is one interesting uh, phenomenon that's happening in the brain. Uh, that is increased number of senescent cells. These cells um, that undergo irreversible growth arrest. For a lack of a better term, we use uh, we can call these cells as zombie cells. Zombie. So these. Cells. Yeah, another, zombie cells. Another trendy word, zombie, <laughs> zombie cells. Are they? Right. So they are, they are present in the brain. They are not dying. And they are producing 
uh, more inflammation that are affecting the neighboring cells. And all this could affect the neurons that control the blood pressure, which is hypertension. Could lead to a number of diseases like arthritis, kidney diseases, diabetes mellitus. All of this could happen in the pets, right? It's very similar to what we see in humans too. Wow. We're just like our dogs, aren't we? Yeah. The, the bad thing is that which tastes good is usually not good for us, is it? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for us, it's ice cream. For dogs, it's treats. Yeah, but if, and steak for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're a steak head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's really interesting is all the clients that I see coming in, all my patients, whether they're small or whether they're large breed dogs, they're all getting fat. <laughs> of course, COVID didn't help that at all either. I don't think. No. I, I, yeah. I guess. I mean, if you say, are, how much weight did you gain during COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I did gain a, a, quite a bit of weight during COVID. But interestingly, since human beings are at home with their pets, I heard that pets got a lot more exercise than they usually get and less anxiety because they're always with their owners. And I'm glad you talk about exercise, too, because people think if they have arthritis in their dogs or if they have heart issues with their dogs, they really don't think about exercise. And exercise is still important then because obesity will happen. Is that correct? That is absolutely right. So obesity is a multifactorial disease. The main uh, changes that you could do are lifestyle changes, reducing uh, the amount of calories the animals consume and increasing their exercise is the best method as of now. Pharmacological interventions are just getting started, uh, but there is not a clear intervention yet for reducing obesity in the pets. I really think that people, if they're concerned, should talk to their vets. But I also think vets need to bring it to the forefront. You know, Mrs. Jones, your pet is really packing on the pounds. I mean, and and then, you know, the big scary thing for me is once you talk about the money, then they're willing to talk about preventative measures. Don't you think so? Interesting thing that you brought it up. (laughs) Almost 20 to 30 percent of the pet owners don't think that their animals are fat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally agree with Now you tell people their pets are fat or you kind of like dodge the ball. No, I don't dodge the ball. I, I, I indicate to them that especially with the aging pet as doctor is talking about, that I want that pet to live a longer life with them, that they can enjoy that pet longer and that pet can enjoy them longer. And this gives them the opportunity to have that quality of life if they're willing to do some sacrificing. The problem is they don't know how to sacrifice the change in diet, for example. It is absolutely right. So basically, I would suggest like some, doing something like an intermittent fasting kind of approach for the pets too. They should restrict the amount of diet uh, that's given to the animals. That's the best way to deal with this obesity problem. Hope our listening audience is paying attention to this. And we really do thank you so much for joining us. Today. Yeah, and we'd love to have you back. For Please. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. Just to remind everyone, that was Dr. Madan Subramanian from <laughs> Oklahoma State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, who is the assistant professor in the Department of physiological sciences. And for more information, visit vetmed.okstate.edu. Up next, learn how one gal created a job to help pet lovers who need to transport pets and how you can spring into action this time of the year. 
all this and more on the pet buzz after our commercial break. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Teva Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Teva Pet offers vet-quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. And the best part is you can get Teva Pet flea and tick topicals delivered right to your door when you shop on TevaPet.com. Teva Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. You know, I always love to say I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. You know, we are urban. Suburban and, and country. country. You know, they listen to our show everywhere. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. Well, I found this out and I thought it was great. So a lot of people are looking for jobs right now. They lost their job. They're looking to make a transition. Maybe their company went out of business. So all I can say is looking for a job during COVID. Well, you might have to invent one like Sue Murphy for about $500 plus airfare. Murphy will see to it that your puppy, the puppy that you just purchased, gets VIP treatment from its current location all the way to your new home anywhere in the country. Okay, so the minute she gets the puppy, she's in contact with the clients, right? And she sends pictures and videos from the breeder's home through the airport on the airplane. And then she'll take a picture when she delivers the puppy to the new family. I think it's a great job. And she charges about $500, but I don't really think that's enough because you got to go. What if you have to stay in a hotel? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have to go to California. I don't know where she's located. I tried to look her up, but I couldn't find her. There's a whole bunch of new stories on this chick. But she goes from the breeder's home. Let's say early in the morning, she picks up the dog. Early in the morning, she picked up this Burmese doodle. So a Burmese mountain dog with a doodle, a poodle. And she brought it all the way to a family in New York. Now, obviously, this is an expensive service because of the ticket, the 500 bucks, then what about the food? What about the other expenses? I mean, what if she has to go? I mean, I don't know if she goes to Alaska. Well, you haven't seen the details of the invoice, so. No, I haven't seen the details. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, I could have done this. This is a great job. Mm-hmm. I would have charged like $1,000. My, my thing is, what if she goes to the house and doesn't like the puppy? What if the puppy is like something's wrong with it? Does she get on the phone, go on the front porch, go in the bathroom and call the owner? I mean, she is acting as an agent for the owner. So if the dog has one leg shorter or his nostril is kind of messed up or you know what I'm saying? It gets to be a tricky. I mean, are you just a pickup and delivery service? So I would think two things. You know, this is a rich person's uh, service, right? Because obviously not everyone's going to spend 500 bucks. Mm. I don't think you have to be that wealthy. By the way, you are an attorney, so you should know this. 
know, but I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's picking up and making delivery. It's not a pat. It's kind of, you know, it's not a, it's not an inanimate object. It's a sentient being. And she is the agent. Correct? And she is That's the agent. She's, she's yes. the agent. So, I mean, you know, what is like, what do you do? I mean, I think it's definitely a clever idea, but I think there's some things that need to be worked out. And I don't think $500 is enough. I mean, there have to be expenses. I mean, the rental car, obviously. Well, that's probably the in food. the invoice. Probably yeah. those additional things. Yeah, but the people who came to pick up the dog, they looked rich. It was like a family of five. Twins, a daughter. Are we going to we gonna knock the rich again? Are no, I'm not knocking the rich. I'm saying like this. <laughs> uh, put it this way. it's I'm not rich, but I would use her to pick up a dog. Well, I know you would. No, actually, guess who's would, paying for now it? Now I wouldn't definitely do it. No, I wouldn't. I would actually, I would go myself actually, but it's COVID. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if and when I get another dog to, you know, COVID, add to my family. COVID has to end, please. I know, I know, but let's just move on because this just can get too personal. <laughs> okay, I mean, really. Okay, so well, we're gonna move on from from that little thing. <laughs> But, you know, like I said, I think it's a clever idea and I kind of wish I thought of it. You think of so many other things, Charlotte. <laughs> you recently had a TV appearance. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, I had a TV, <laughs> I had a TV performance uh, the other day in studio at our and our TV section here at the here at the uh, at the DPD Productions office. And really springs in the air. And for many of us, that means getting a fresh start with our pets and I shared some of my top seasonal tips on CBS 8 News Now in Las Vegas on their morning show. And I have to say, they all missed Ty because he was a favorite at that station. He was. He, I mean, I'm he telling was the you, celebrity. he was a celebrity. I mean, he was more pop. They would come from all, you know, we would do that show like twice yep. at 545 and uh, 620 in the morning. Yep. And if anyone was in the station and they knew Ty was there, they would all come down. They had to have their pictures and, taken and with them. And they would take their pictures and they'd stick their tongue out because yep. Ty, Ty had hang tongue. Right. But uh, and he would do the funniest things. He would I set up this the set and he would lie. I put him on the set first in a bed and he would literally lie in the bed. And the minute the camera pointed in his direction, up he went. And he just did this this side view. <laughs> so you got the tongue and you got his face, but it was a side view. He ever he wanted everyone to see that tongue. He was proud of that tongue. He was the secretary of the canine world. <laughs> he was. He was definitely interesting. I mean, he's been I mean, from California to Florida. Hey, you know, you're a master gardener. Did oh, you're, we're getting back to my segment. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did you talk about plants and pets? You know, as a matter of fact, I did. And I and one of the things I mentioned um, and in the studio, you can see that Duranda. You see that Duranda plant over yep. there? Yeah. Well, um, that's a Duranda plant. It's actually native to Australia, but it grows pretty well over most part of the country. It, it, it grows well here, too. Um, but before buying plants, shrubs, trees and flowers, you need to check if uh, if they're deadly because pets can ingest any of the seeds or the flowers or any part of the shrub. So I always suggest to pull up the ASPCA toxic and non-toxic plant list and make sure your desired purchase is safe for Fido Felix or Mr. Ed. Uh, or any of the pets that you have, this Duranda plant that I have in studio mm -hmm. actually produces uh, the purple flowers, but they have orange beads mm -hmm. and they fall to the ground very quickly. And if your pet ingests any part of that, including a horse, he will die of, or cat will die of renal failure. Yes. Great, great discussion. So I think that's Good really important. So make sure when you're going to the garden center, 
you can take care of that. You need to do more discussing of this for people, pet owners around the world. too. Yeah. So what else did you talk about? Well, it's funny. Uh, one of the things I talked about is how pandemic pets and their owners are packing <laughs> on the pounds, just like Dr. S. And you know how overweight pets can have the same health problems as people. We talked about arthritis, diabetes, cardiac and joint problems. Uh, and of course, older pets can have have other problems like and kidney disease, like Dr. S mentioned. One of the things I suggest is that when they determine their pets are fat, talk to your veterinarian about slimming your pet down. And the plan can include a change of diet as well as increasing your pet's exercise regime. One supplement that's really making headway is called Slim Paws. It's by Tevra Brands and it's an all natural, 100% safe weightless program, which has undergone extensive laboratory testing and as well as double blind studies, proving it helps your dog lose weight. It basically, it's right here. It's a chicken. Pass me one of those packs, Dr. Fleck. Okay. Just pass me one. Just take the one off the top of the table. The pet. Yeah, the pack of Slim Paws. Just, just take it off the table. You can just reach for it. Yeah, like well, care pet. Thanks here. So it's right here. Yeah. So what's kind of cool about it is you can look. It's just a weight loss supplement. You take it in the, you have your pet take it after a meal or before a meal. And it basically speeds up your metabolism, makes the pet feel full. And uh, in about, uh, what did I say? It can, in about 12 weeks, it can lose about 10 pounds. Mm. But that's in addition to, you know, diet and exercise, of course. And it's available for small, medium, and large size dogs. It's available on Amazon, PetSmart, and SlimPaws.com. Oh, good product to review. Yeah, definitely. You know, depending on a lot of places that you are, pollen counts really, really high. Uh, it's really high in Vegas. And a lot of people, because that's where the segment was, a lot of people suffer from allergies. And what people don't realize, your dog or cat that's going outside is really collecting all that pollen on his, on, it's like his coat, just like your it's car. percutaneous. Percutaneous. Percutaneous on the coat. Right. Something right. simple. Brush them. Yeah, brush Just them. Just brush your pet. Brush them outside so you're not bringing that Amen. into them. Not only for your health, uh, but for your pet. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. You know what time it is? No. It's that time. We got to go. We got to wrap really? it up. But before we go, I want to give you a preview. We're having of too next much fun today. Show. I know we are. Even even though it's a sad day, we're having too much fun. Yes. Well, it anyway, is. so next week we're going to talk about dog on dog aggression, cat health, and the best new pet products. Can you thank our special guest? I will attempt to do this. We had tough names for our guests yeah, this week. Yeah, we did. Special thanks to our guest Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Madan Subramanian. Dr. S. Dr. <laughs> Dr. S. S is where he and, let us off the hook. Yes, he did. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. If you have any questions, write us at team at petbuzz.com. We'll try to cover it on next week's show. And if you missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the link podcast on Monday morning. And most importantly, remember, we are here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. 
The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.